Hi, welcome to That's Life Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Murphy, and this is a Christian podcast dedicated to navigating the transitions of life and how to do it through a Christian lens. I'm so happy that you're here. Pull up a chair, grab a coffee, come as you are, and listen to the word of the Lord and the plan that he has for your life. Because it's hard to have it all figured out, but we can help each other together in the community of Christ. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Stay tuned to hear more. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Abby Murphy. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for coming and being on, listening, paying attention to the things I have to say. Um, I have a lot to word vomit today. It's just me. Um, if you haven't noticed, I've had a couple of interviews the past, like, couple of um, shows. Shows? This isn't even a show. This is a podcast. <sighs> Let me take a breath. Let me re-grab my thoughts. Here I am, ready to speak to you today because I run a podcast and I need to be able to speak. It's kind of important to do that. Um, but yeah, if you haven't been noticing, um, I don't know, There, there's been a theme the past couple of podcasts. I think it's all started with the Temptation podcast. So if you want to just like follow along in the plot line of that, be my guest. Um, but... It started with the Temptation podcast. I came home from Bowling Green and life has been a learning lesson. Let's just say that. It has been crazy. And there are two things in the month of August when I look back and I think about just like the month as a whole. There are two like fundamental things that I've learned Um, and I don't want to spoil it, but that's what we're going to talk about today is the two things that I've learned and how they kind of like come together and how really overall I am starting from square one with my faith and my faith has been broken down to a point where I didn't even realize like what I, I was so lost in that, uh, God had sent people into my life to call me out and, I kind of am just relearning what it's like to love God, to hear God, to pursue God, which as a believer, you know, I've been a believer my whole life. And so that's kind of like a hard pill to swallow. Like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, But I think that's kind of the, I think that's kind of the point. Anyways, I'm not going to spoil anything, but that's what we're going to be talking about today, if you wanted to know. Um, But before we get into that, I just want to fill you guys in on my life, a little update. Um, Since this is a solo podcast, maybe you're curious on the person that's speaking to you because you're going to be listening to my voice for like 30 minutes. Um, If you can't tell, I sound really tired. Yeah. I started college a week and a half ago and it's been an adjustment. Like the word that I would use to describe my life right now is adjusting. It's super hard and I'm someone who really jumps to conclusions or like the end, like I jump to the end of the picture um, really, really quickly. And so I, I got to college the first like three days. Belmont University starts on a Wednesday in the middle of the week. Like they always start everything on a Wednesday. I don't know what it is about them in Wednesdays, but President Pop Pop loves his Wednesdays. Yes, we call our president President Pop Pop. He told us to call him that. I think it's cool. If you think it's weird, that it's okay. You can think it's weird, but you don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell Pop Pop. Just think it and you can tell Jesus. So anyways, we started on a Wednesday and the the three days, um, I don't know. I just, it's just, I've always struggled with change. I've always struggled with 
getting into a routine and then and then having to change to a new routine. Um, but I think the biggest struggle for me is that I wasn't expecting to come back to school this semester. I was expecting to work on his story. And so coming back to school, I just wasn't excited about it. Y'all have known I've been saying it, but honestly, this week has been a lot better. It's just tiring. And so I love it. I get to spend time with my friends. I'm really trying to spend more intentional time, like making plans with people one-on-one, having conversations, doing things, going to grab coffee, going on walks, like, oh, if there's a spur of the moment conversation, like, yeah, take that time. You know, like my schedule isn't so important that it needs to be replaced by intentional conversations that I could be having with other people. Um, So that's kind of been my focus this year uh, and the grind of go audition, send out things, go practice till your eyes bleed. Like that's taking a back burner. I think um, I'm all in when I'm all in and I'm trying to find that work-life balance, especially because coming from Texas and doing a show in Texas so intense, which was such a wonderful experience. Um, But again, it, it led me to be a little lost in my faith. And so it's really important to me right now to find community, which we'll talk about. Um, I just keep wanting to spoil everything. Let me talk about the fun. Let me, well, it's all fun to talk about. Let me talk about the silly stuff. My life, I don't know. My life is just silly. I'm just a silly little goofy girl. Um, I've been at Belmont for a week and a half. I love my dorm. Okay. Picture this. So this is what my dorm looks like. I have my bed lofted. I'm in a single studio apartment on campus and I have my bed lofted all the way to the tippy tippy top of the ceiling to where like, if I sit all the way straight up, I'll bonk my head. Like it's that high. And I have this big baby crib looking thing that is like a rail so that I don't fall off my bed. And it's the only thing about my room that I'm like, why are you doing there? Like, why are you there? Like, why are you in there? It makes my bed look like a hospital bed. Like it's tragic, but you know, I'd rather have that there than fall to the deep depths of the carpet below me. It's probably, I don't know, I'm looking up at it right now. It's probably like, oh, it's my height. So it's like five, six, five, seven, whatever. Um, and then underneath I have this little like kitchen area. So I have my microwave. I have this like kitchen counter, like island thing that I ordered on Amazon. And it's like tiny on wheels and it has like a counter and cabinet space and it's super cool. And then I have um, like curtains on either side and it makes me feel all cozy and then a cute little rug. And then I have, you know, my like my fridge, my printer, like whatever. And little baskets to put my groceries. And then on the right, so that's like all on the left-ish side. And then on the right side of my room, well, if you're looking at it from where I'm looking at it from, I can I can post a picture. You'll see it on the podcast Instagram sometime. But then on the right side, I have my closet. And then I have this little, I call it my cozy corner. And it's right by the window and there's like a chair and then I put a bunch of big like chair pillows and like little like pallet kind of pillows, like big sitting pillows and a cute little pink carpet. And I just sit there and read my Bible like every day and I'll go eat my food by the window and just like, I don't know, it's just, I just love it. Like I've been playing jazz music and sitting in that corner for like an hour and just reading my Bible and like digging into the word. Something about jazz instrumental music can get you into the word. If you guys are struggling to read your Bible, try reading your Bible to jazz instrumental music. I'm telling you, like fly me to the moon on piano while you're reading Psalm 23. Something about it just hits different. It makes you feel a little more connected. Try it. Just just try it. It doesn't hurt to try. Just, I'm telling you, the piano, saxophone, 
sometimes violin they dabble with a little like the bass like and i'm just like for god so loved the world that he gave i don't know it's just a good vibe it's a good match i think jesus would love jazz music i think jesus does love jazz music i should ask him maybe he'll tell me maybe maybe he will i don't know but anyways that's my dorm i love my suite mate i share a bathroom with another girl that has a suite um she's super cool we write each other little notes on the mirror um because i'm commuting like back and forth for church so that's another life update <laughs> um is church so yeah so i'm going to bowling green which is an hour away from belmont university in nashville and um i'm going on wednesdays and weekends so i drive there on wednesday and then back thursday morning and then i drive to bowling green on friday afternoons and then drive back sunday night and i just like spend the weekend and wednesdays serving in the church hanging out with my bowling green people investing with my family and then i come back to school and then i do the same thing here do school and i think i'm really doing well with the like home is home and school is school like vibe um, because the past two years I've lived on campus and haven't really gone home at all. Like I tell myself, like, you're not allowed to go home. And I think for trying to like adjust, I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that I didn't let myself go home just so that I can appreciate going home more. But I also think that's kind of like, again, like when I commit to something, I commit to something and it's just kind of hard to... I don't know, wrap my mind around like combining literally my entire life all into one place. Like I don't go off campus when I'm at Belmont because it's just so hard to like drive in Nashville, Tennessee. It's crazy hectic. And so work life, like my work, my home, my social, my extracurriculars, like everything is on this campus, was on this campus for like the past two years. I never left. I just, and it, and it, it gets hard. So I like being able to just go home and kind of just just get away, um, which I think, you know, that's how it's going to be in the real world. I think I got a taste of that in Texas. Like when I'm at home, I'm at home. And when I'm at work, which was like a 30 minute drive, like I'm at work. And those are two separate lives, which I think is really good, especially being in the in, like the musical, the music industry, because the music industry is a job that like you choose or you find yourself doing out of like your passion. And if you allow that passion to like take over your entire world, then like it's, you know, you're making your money. So like now your entire world is work. And so you're basically a workaholic, even though you're really passionate about your work. Like, I mean, everyone should be passionate about the thing that they do, or at least I pray that everyone is somewhat like enjoying what they do. But, you know, it's, it's different than that classic, like nine to five where like you go sit at the office and then you can go home, you know, like and the music, like musicals, you, you create bonds with people and you're literally emotionally putting your emotions, <laughs> emotionally putting your emotion, I guess that's emotionally being vulnerable in front of tons of people, like, and, and not to like compare, like every job has its its different things, but long story short, I'm just learning that I need to separate the different aspects of my life to create health and balance. I don't know. Okay, listen, I'm trying to figure out what this air conditioning thing is doing because like I turned off my air conditioning and I don't know if you guys can hear it right now, but I apologize if you can hear it. New studio. I'm in a new studio studio okay also known as the dorms of Belmont University that's pretty much you know 
the big update of like school and church and that's pretty much my life right now. There's some other stuff I'll dive into later. If you know, you know, but that's for a later time. Um, <laughs> anyways, I think it's time we get into uh, the main topic of today's discussion, which we're going to talk about community, and then we're also going to talk about releasing your life to the Lord. So those are the two things that I've kind of learned within the last month and didn't know I needed to learn, didn't go out and seek to learn those things. They were just revelations and things that other people had helped me see. Um, But yeah, before we do that, I just want to open up in prayer. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. If you're walking or running, don't close your eyes. Don't bow your head because that would be bad. You would get in a car crash. You would fall on the pavement. But besides that, if you're like in a coffee shop or something, like go for it. Clasp your little hands and put your hand on your heart and just love Jesus. All right, we're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you so much that I get to uh, share your words um, or try to learn how to receive your words so that I can I can be a vessel and just get out what you need to say. Um, Lord, take my words from me and, and open my mouth, my heart, my mind to just share what you want other people to hear. Um, I thank you for the listener. I thank you that they chose this podcast to listen to. Uh, I thank you for their spirit, who they are, and I pray that, um, you know, your words are known today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's just start on a Friday afternoon. It was a rainy Friday afternoon, and I will be name dropping. And um, I was sitting at Spencer's doing Bible time because... Uh, when I came home from Texas, I just really wanted to start getting intentional about, you know, spending time in the word. I had time. I, I was not in rehearsal all the time. Um, and was really sad and, uh, just, you know, wanted to take some intentional time to, to read my Bible. And so I went to a coffee shop and about, 20 30 minutes in my good friend and mentor savannah smith walks in and um she sat down she had work to do too and three hours later i was in tears in the coffee shop of spencer's when i tell you that i first off let me let me preface by saying i wasn't even sure how much of this i wanted to share i wasn't even sure like if i should share any of this because it's I don't know, like, I don't want to come off as like, oh my gosh, listen to all this that I went through and like how great it is and blah, 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 blah. Because that was a lot of what, you know, was brought to my attention in this conversation, which I'll get into. But there was a verse I read and I don't know if this is the exact one because I couldn't go back and find, I couldn't remember where I highlighted it and wrote in it in my Bible. Um, But basically it was a verse that was like, share what you learn, share what you go through. Like, what's the point of holding it in? Um, so I tried to find a verse similar to that. This is Galatians, uh, chapter six, verses six and seven in the Bible. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Um, this is a little different from what I read, but it was the closest thing that I could find. Um, that kind of just explains of like, if you're receiving these things, you should share it. Um, you know, and, and when you're ready and, and, I had to make sure my heart was like in the right place, but I'm really feeling confirmation that like it's time to put this out there. 
um, because on campus and with the people in my life, like, this is what I want to tell them. And so I'm sitting here like, well, here's one easy way to get it out to everybody because I don't want people to hear my story. I want people to, and my experiences, I want people to hear how the Lord works and what he can do through other people and, and for you because he is for you. So anyways, backtracking back to Spencer's. So Sav sat down and talked to me and um, she asked me how my heart was. And I was like, honestly, I don't remember what I told her. I, I was like, I don't know, content, confused. I don't know what I said, but it was basically like confused yet. I still have like some sort of peace. And um, she asked me about, you know, specific people in my life and specific like experiences in my life. And I was kind of like, how do you like, who told you about these things? Because I don't, hadn't gone around, you know, sharing personal things about my life in Bowling Green. Um, and she was like, I don't know. I just felt like I should ask it. Like, God was just tugging at my heart. And, um, yeah, so I opened up to her about some stuff that I was really struggling with. And, which, when I'm ready to share all that, I will too. But, um, you know, this this podcast topic is enough for this podcast topic or else we'd be here for like an hour. But I'll definitely share that um, stuff a little later. I guess this could be a two-parter. Keep the suspense alive. Make you guys come back. Listen for the for that the details of another part of our conversation. But anyways, um, yeah. So she was just kind of like, okay, I hear you. I hear these struggles and. I thank the Lord for Savannah Smith. If you don't know Savannah Smith, she works in the church, but she is she's a friend and a wise woman and someone everyone should know. I mean, she's just so wise and so awesome and such an encourager. Um, love you, Saf. And she's silly and goofy and funny um, and creative and just awesome. Let me just make this podcast about Sav. Anyways, so... Um, Yeah, so we sat there, and basically, I had told her these things, and what I had said basically resulted in, to wrap it up in a bow, I was like, I'm I'm refusing to believe that, like, an opportunity presented in my life can be good for me, because I didn't, like, find that opportunity on my own. The opportunity feels like it's given to me, and she just looked at me and was like, sis she always says sis she's like sis sounds like you have a pride problem and I was like yeah which I've talked about that on the podcast like I know that but the words just felt like they had a different meaning like I've always viewed pride as like you know being in control like thinking you're better like like my plan is better than God's plan and like yes that holds true but when she said that it was like but I don't have trust in him and so we we kind of came to the conclusion that, like, I have a trust problem and I have a pride problem. And she told me this out of love. She wasn't, like, wagging her finger saying, like, you're doing this, you're doing this. It was like, hey, I understand you. I hear you. Um, you know, me as a friend and wanting to, you know, help you overcome things in your life, this is what this is sounding like to me. Um, and... And we just talked. And it was one of the first times I had realized I hadn't had an intentional conversation about God in years. Like in so long. 
not years, that's an exaggeration, in months, in so long. Um, and I realized that I am telling God, I was telling God how to be God. And I was coming on these podcasts and, you know, speaking things that I believe have meaning and hold true and sharing my story. But was I really asking? was I really just allowing my brain to be clear and clearing out everything that I want to say to allow the Lord to do what the Lord needs to do? Like my whole purpose of being here is to serve the Lord. And I told myself by doing that, it was saying what I need to say on a podcast and doing what I need to do to look like the Christian and to do the Christian things. But like, that is, that is not it. What living your life for the Lord means is that I am simply just a body here and he's given me a soul with feelings and he's given me these things but I can't try to formulate some sign some kind of equation to where the answer is God you know what I mean like he I've got I've got to put away all my thoughts all my pride all my well this is how it works and this is how it works that shouldn't even be a concept in my mind I'm simply just a body and he's speaking into it, guiding it where it needs to go. You know, I don't, I don't have to come out here and be like, okay, well, today's plan for today is I'm going to follow this and I'm going to follow this and God, please bless this. Thank you so much for giving me this God. Like, yes, intentions, the intention behind it is there. Like you want to worship the Lord, you know, you're trying to like follow God but I think I just got it wrong. And it's like, it's not my plan that I'm trying to form in order to follow God. It's that in order to follow God, I've just got to be here and listen for his guidance and seek him and chase him and he, his plan will play out. You know, I'm following this path that I think God wants me on, but the problem with it is that I have formed the path. And rather than trying to chase the path that I think God would want, I need to just chase God and let him be enough because he is more than enough. But I refuse to believe that because I'm prideful. So that was like a really, really big thing. And and then we talked about, you know, how I felt being called out. And I was just kind of like, why do I feel like I have to figure this out on my own? Like, why do I feel like other people can't teach me things? And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a pride thing. It really is, but it's also a community thing. Like, I don't think I ever realized how truly important community is. Like, listen, I loved when I was in Texas. I love when I'm at school. I love my friends. I love my castmates. I love all of it. But, and anyone in these places will tell you this, you know, being in Bowling Green, before I even left for school, I had this this group of mentors and friends and people that I would have intentional conversations with about the Lord, ask the hard questions that I need to ask, ask the the questions that I wouldn't want everybody hearing, like getting that wisdom, that advice that and and trying to give that in return and just having tough, intentional thought provoking conversations that strengthen you as a believer in community and I don't have didn't have that in Texas with a with a with a group of multiple people 
and didn't strive to have that at school. Now at school, I'm striving to, you know, be like, okay, let's get to know people. Let's see where God, you know, let's see where God guides me. What conversations naturally just like end up happening further that along, like feel things out, just be open to talking to anybody and everybody and what happens is going to happen. But yeah, especially in Texas, like, you know, Audrey and I would talk about God and Jesus. I mean, when I tell you Audrey and I would talk about Jesus, I mean, we just, we just, she was God's end. Um, and I, and I went to church and I had some great church girls shout out if you guys are listening. Um, but again, like I, I wasn't investing emotionally because I was investing in the show and performing and that's a dangerous place to be because when I put all of my energy and my effort into something that won't last eternally and that I'm not like designed specifically for you know like I'm not designed to be known as a performer I'm designed to serve the kingdom to serve the creator and the best way to one of the best blessings that he's given us in order to accomplish strive for that goal with our time here on earth is in community learning from others being around others being taught being able to learn and grow and 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 help others learn and grow and just talk and I just didn't do that I just didn't do that and yeah and and so those were the things I learned from that conversation and a flip just switched. I don't know what it is, y'all. Like, I don't know. But from that moment, I was meeting with people, grabbing coffee with different people, talking to people, telling people things about my life, things that are in my heart, in my mind, asking questions rather than trying to figure things out on my own because I was so stubborn in my in my mindset of like, well, I can just figure it out on my own. I can just figure it out on my own. I think when I went to Texas, Again, like the intention was there. Like I wanted people to know Jesus, but I think I might've prioritized people wanting to know me as a Jesus lover before I wanted people to know Jesus. I think I wanted people to look at me and be like, she's a Christian rather than looking at God and saying, that's God. You know what I mean? Like I wanted people, I guess, to follow me. And that is not fun to say out loud. <laughs> it's not fun to say out loud. I didn't realize it. I thought I was doing the right things. Um, but again, it's like, it's I, I, I don't want to beat myself up for it. Like, I, there's no, I've asked for forgiveness from the Lord. Like, there's no shame. There's no guilt. Like, he doesn't place shame or, or cast shame on us. Like, once we're forgiven, we're forgiven. Um, and, you know, at the time, at the time, that's what my brain knew. But I didn't allow myself to be taught by others. So how can you how can you know? How can you grow? How can you learn things and learn about your faith and realize, oh, maybe I don't have it all figured out if you don't allow other people. Like if you're only just trying to figure things out in your own brain, like you're it's only your ideas that'll that'll be spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. Like no one else is in your brain. And so you can get other perspectives, other viewpoints and like the only other perspectives and things that I was getting 
were from podcasts. And by that point, I wasn't even listening to Christian podcasts anymore. I found secular podcasts more interesting. So that's why I wanted to do that like 40-day cleanse, which I made a whole podcast about because I realized I was filling my mind with more secular things than I was Christian things. And there's nothing wrong with listening to, you know, secular music, secular podcasts, if you don't feel convicted of that. But when it replaces and takes priority over, you know, filling your mind with these, with the truth and what we believe, that's a scary place to be. It's a very scary place to be because now you're idolizing the world over the kingdom. Whew, that was a lot. Let's take a breather. So that was, that was what I, I learned from that conversation. And then I went home and I cried. Good tears, but it was just a lot of you know, emotions, a lot of realization of like, oh my gosh, do I even know how to Christian? Like, do I even know how to be a faithful servant? And so I kind of didn't even know how to pray. Like, it was like an identity crisis. I was like, has everything I've known been a lie? Not like a lie, but like, have I got everything wrong my entire life? Because I've, I've been a Christian my whole life. Um, and it's, 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 it's tough. You know, we hear people say like, oh, a testimony for those of you that don't know is, um, you know, how you came to know Jesus. And I've been to a lot of camps and all testimonies are exactly how they're supposed to be. Like how, how the Lord reveals himself to you and how you choose to follow him and ask to be saved by him is beautiful. And everyone, no one's story should change. Like it is exactly how it's supposed to be. But I always felt this pressure to like form some sort of like sob story and then, you know, say I got saved and then be like, and now I'm perfect. Like, but that's just not how it like exactly went for me. Now there definitely were like, you know, I've shared my testimony on here before. I've always been a Christian, but I really like started pursuing the Lord after my eating disorder. And that's true. But, but I think it just sounded better in my head to be like, I was lost, I was lost, I was lost, and now I'm a Christian, rather than telling the truth of like, well, I've always been a Christian. Because again, it's like, I was giving people what they wanted to hear, rather than just letting God be God. <laughs> letting my story be perfect, because that's how he, not perfect, that's the wrong word, only God's perfect. But like, letting my story just be what, like God ordained, like how God presented it, because I'm trying to play God. And I think when you grow up as a Christian and have always loved the Lord, the mess ups and the temptations and the, the like asking for forgiveness and the sinning and, and all that, I think it just has a different meaning. You know, there are people in my life who you know, they lived in sin and then they met Jesus and are pursuing the Lord and pursuing the Lord. And yes, they're still going to mess up. Like, again, I'm not comparing testimonies, but I'm just saying, speaking from me personally, I think I have a different view on like, like when I sin, every time I've sinned, it's always been as a Christian. And that's something really hard to wrap my mind around. It's like, I hear people with these stories where it's like, but now I'm pursuing the Lord and I'm saved and, and, and I'm living in the truth. And that's amazing. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Like that is amazing. 
but I can't help but, and you know, this, this may not be like the most biblical thing to say, but this is just what I feel and I'm sharing it. But like, since I've always been a Christian, if I knowingly sin or I knowingly get things wrong, I just beat myself up because I'm like, I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed to mess up. I'm not supposed to mess up. And that is prideful. It is so prideful that I think I can be more perfect than God. Like, it's just, it's just something that I, I, I realized. And so I kind of was just like wiped. Like it felt like the SD card of my brain was just like, whoop, you now know nothing about your faith. And I think that was a vulnerable, very, very vulnerable place that I I got to that I had to get to in order for God to rewire my brain. And so I kind of just for probably a week, maybe two weeks, my prayers were not even like words, y'all. Like I would just sit and be like, um, like Lord, like Lord, I'm, I, I mean, it was literally that in my brain and I would just breathe and just breathe. And my brain was like, and my soul was just there in his presence. And I I just didn't say, I didn't speak. And because that's all I could give. And he tells us to come as we are. Like another thing Sav said was that God doesn't ask us to come to him in perfection. He asks us to come to him as we are, which is more oftentimes than not very, very broken. Um, And I was just confused and lost. and, And that's all I could present because I didn't want to fill my words in for a space where God is supposed to speak. And so that's why I didn't really do a lot of solo podcasts for a little while there because I wanted to be careful that my words were not mine necessarily. How do I choose this wording, right? Like my words were not like what the Lord wanted me to say, but what the Lord is saying. Um, and you know, I'm still navigating that, but the intention and the thought process in my heart and just like my gut and it just doesn't even feel like mine right now. And I think, you know, it's, it's hard to really put a name on like what's going on, but I think that's kind of the point is that like, the rewiring of my faith, like the pruning of my heart, like the molding of whatever's going on in my life, like I'm not supposed to know. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no like mind can fathom the plans Christ our Lord has. I think that's like a brief synopsis of what the verse is in the Bible. Basically like what God has planned for us, we can't even begin to think about what it is. We can't even begin to think about what God has planned for each and every one of you listening. And it's a different plan. So I I just came to him with, with what I had, which was nothing. Because it had all just been wiped away. Because I realized just how much I was operating everything, trying to get to God. 
rather than fully understanding the con the the concept and the fact that he's right there he's right there I don't have to try to like activate the robot to get to him like he's the one that's screwing in the bolts on the robot (laughs) you know what I mean um so yeah that was a little point in my life and then slowly but surely I, I don't really even know how to describe it um because it just felt like such an out-of-body experience and it's still happening. Like, it's not like it's like, oh, and now this is done, check off the box. I think I'm realizing that it's never going to stop the process of learning and growing. Um, And I'm never going to be that complete package that I told myself I was. Because even saying these things, I'm like, I was so focused on me. I was so focused on me. Like, And not in a way of like selfishness and when you think of selfishness, like, oh, I need this and I need this. And I'm always thinking about like, you know, stereotypical selfishness, like, oh, like, what do I look like? What do I sound like? Like, like, I could care less about all those things. I could care less about a lot of things about like how I present myself. But the selfishness that I have was how do I, how do I get to God? Like, like, how do I plan out a plan to present the best Christian version of myself to the Lord. And it's a very, very fine line and a very sticky, sticky situation to be in because the intention behind that sounds correct. Like it sounds like, oh, I want to work for God's love so that he loves me. Like that sounds like a very pure intentional kind of thing, but it's actually like humble yourself. You cannot formulate a way to get to God like you don't know like you do not know a plan to be the number one spot in heaven like that's not that's not your role you weren't made for that so stop trying simply lay down your life and say God I'm broken like not God I'm trying can't you see that I'm trying It's God, I am broken. I accept that I'm a sinner. I accept that I'm less than. Here I am. And he'll begin to use you. And like, I'm finally understanding that concept. And I think I have at different points in my life, but I just lost sight of it for a while because being in a musical theater major, you're told to like work for what, like you have to work for what you want. Like you have to work for what you want to get because you're not going to get anything if you don't work for it. And I think I carry that over into my faith. I think I carried that over into my friendships, you know. I think I carried that everywhere because work was becoming my life, right? Like I was talking about at the beginning, like the passion and the emotion behind this job will eat will eat up the rest of your life and combine it all into one. Um, so that's why I, like I'm working on that work-life balance. Like I'm working on, you know, but I'm not working alone. If anything, I'm not even working. I'm just here and it's a really weird place to be in because I want like I have a desire to work we're all given a desire to work like the Lord made us to work but right now I'm in a place where it's like how do I work while also not work (laughs) you know I want to 
live the life God has called me to live. But I learned that like I can't form that. I can't I can't try to create the step-by-step path to get there. God has already created it and I've just got to let him do him and I'm just here. Yet I keep telling myself like faith without works is nothing. Like faith without works is nothing and maybe like this is just me thinking out loud but like maybe that verse means different than what I'm telling it myself it means maybe you know like I can't that verse to me means like you can't just talk the talk you've got to walk the walk like I can't just say I'm a Christian and then not like read my bible not pray not you know but um I don't know I'm kind of stuck in 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 the place of like how do I work while also not not lose not lose sight of the faith maybe maybe I'm even working on like formulating the question see this is the thing is like I I'm learning to just let myself be okay with like not having to even figure out what that question is right now you know I've like set these time points in my life of like well got to do this got to do this got to do this like why am I doing that (laughs) why am I doing that like, where's that going to get me? How's that going to get me closer to the Lord? It's not. It's like, why is that even filling up my mind? If it's not going to get me closer to the Lord. Why am I wasting my breath on it? I don't know. I'm going to let those thoughts just be thoughts. Maybe next week I'll have some, some clearance. Really wish I could give you guys the answer. Um, but that's not the point of this podcast, right? Like, that's life. Like, I think I got stuck in this place of like, I'm speaking on a microphone to people and I have to give them what sounds Christian and what sounds right. And in all honesty, y'all, like I'm just here. Like I'm just here. And I'm grateful to be able to speak and to be able to speak out loud. But this pressure that I'm allowing myself to have of like, well, you have to sound very Christian, Abby. Like that's, that's a, that's a false narrative. Like I can't tell myself to sound Christian because then I'm not genuinely being a Christian. (laughs) I'm not genuinely glorifying my God. I pray that as like I make more podcasts, my heart is, is just here and the Lord is so present because I don't want y'all to listen to my words. I don't want y'all to listen to me. This is just a way to further the kingdom. And I'm lucky enough that I know how to operate a MacBook and a microphone to try to, you know, fill that out. It, It brings me joy to do these podcasts. But I'm in a place of relearning right now. And I want to share that with you guys. So this is me sharing that, but that also means that I'm not ever going to have it all figured out, but especially right now, there's a lot of thoughts and I'm content in not having it figured out because I am laying down my everything to the Lord 
And if he hasn't placed those complete thoughts, those periods at the ends of those sentences yet, it's his timing, not mine. It's his plan, not mine. So if, if you needed that, that reminder today, this is it. It's, it's his plan. We're just vessels. We're just bodies. We are sinners and we're broken. But we are loved and we are so valuable in the sight of him. And um, he wants you. He wants you. So I'm giving it all up to him. Wow. That sounded really inspirational at the end there. It sounded like the end of like a romance movie. Speaking of movies, I was watching Tangled and everybody needs to agree with me on this because if not, then I'm going to cry myself to sleep. But I see the light from Tangled, the song like, and at last I see the light. That is like literally a worship song. Like that is literally sounds so like, sounds like a worship song. Go listen to it. She's like, the words are, and at last I see the light, and it's like the fog is lifted, and at last I see the light, and it's like the sky is new, and it's warm and real and bright, and the world has somehow shifted all at once. Everything looks different now that I see you. And I'm like, if you is God, then that fits. Go listen to it. It's a Disney movie. If you have Disney Plus or Disney 100, whatever it's called, I don't know. Things in this world are just updating and and becoming new so fast. I don't even, I I don't know. Anyways, I'm gonna go take a nap. Because I need sleep. Because I'm a college kid that doesn't get sleep. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. Jesus loves you. And that's life. I wanted to let you guys know that I have a super cool and exciting announcement and partnership with Steadfast and Sustained Bible Journals. I'm so excited to be in partnership with them. If you want to use my code Abby10 at checkout on their online store, you can. These Bible journals are amazing. There are a couple to choose from. You can go to steadfastandsustain.com. I usually share the link on my Instagram stories. On my Instagram, um, I have a couple of pictures in my feed, but they just have nice, like, cute organizational bullets and, like, notes and setups for you. If you're someone who really thrives off of having, like, that organizational kind of journal to organize your thoughts, this is the perfect option for you. There are so many to choose from, such cute colors. It's like pink, beigey, like neutral tones, but like very feminine and very girly and sweet and like cute little cursive. And I don't know, it's just very vibey. If you want to go see what it looks like, go over to Steadfast and Sustained on Instagram. It's just Steadfast and Sustained. Again, you can use code Abby10. Write all of your notes from uh, listening to sermons, writing in your Bible, doing devotionals. Maybe you're doing a Bible study. Maybe you're wanting to give someone a gift. Um, You can get 10% off with Abby10 at checkout and then you can get a little bit of a discount if you want to get a journal for your friend a nice cute little pin um yeah go check it out thank you so much for listening to that's life pod you are now a hashtag that's for lifer you are part of the potty people because we are always having a potty with the potty squad that was weird anyways if you want to find out more go on instagram head over to that's life potty p-o-d-d-y because you are now part of the potty people i really need to stop with this joke If you want to find out even more, you can head over to the YouTube, That's Life Pod. There is a link in the Instagram bio with a link tree for more information on everywhere you can stream. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Jesus loves you. And that's life.